Section 36 of Word Portraits of Famous Writers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Adele Pooley. Word Portraits of Famous Writers. Edited by Mabel E. Watton. Edward Gibbon. 1737 to 1794 from coleman's random recollections the learned gibbon was a curious counterbalance to the learned may i not say the less learned johnson their manners and tastes both in writing and conversation were as different as their habiliments on the day i first sat down with johnson in his rusty brown suit and his black worsted stockings gibbon was placed opposite to me in a suit of flowered velvet, with a bag and sword. Each had his measured phraseology, and Johnson's famous parallel between Dryden and Pope might be loosely parodied in reference to himself and Gibbon. Johnson's style was grand, and Gibbon's elegant. The stateliness of the former was sometimes pedantic, and the latter was occasionally finical. Johnson marched to kettledrums and trumpets. Gibbon moved to flutes and aubois. Johnson hewed passages through the Alps, while Gibbon levelled walks through parks and gardens. Mauled as I had been by Johnson, Gibbon poured balm upon my bruises by condescending once or twice in the course of the evening to talk with me. The great historian was light and playful, suiting his matter to the capacity of a boy. But it was done more suo, still his mannerisms prevailed, Still he tapped his snuff-box, still he smirked and smiled, and rounded his periods with the same air of good breeding, as if he were conversing with men. His mouth, mellifluous as Plato's, was a round hole nearly in the centre of his visage. From Lord Sheffield's Gibbon Mr. Pavilliard has described to me the astonishment with which he gazed on Mr. Gibbon, standing before him. A thin little figure, with a large head, disputing and urging, with the greatest ability, all the best arguments that had ever been used in favour of popery. Mr. Gibbon, many years ago, became very fat and corpulent, but he had uncommonly small bones, and was very slightly made. From Quarterly Review, 1809, Asterisk As to his manners in society, Without doubt the agreeableness of Gibbon was neither that yielding and retiring complacence, nor that modesty which is forgettable of self. But his vanity never showed itself in an offensive manner. Anxious to succeed and to please, he wished to command attention, and obtained it without difficulty by a conversation animated, sprightly, and full of matter. All that was dictatorial in his tone betrayed not so much that desire of domineering over others, which is always offensive, as confidence in himself. Notwithstanding this, his conversation never carried one away. Its fault was a kind of arrangement which never permitted him to say anything unless well. End of section 36